myself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. So, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. You know, that sounds just like the offspring intro for um, Americana. Do you remember that? Oh, welcome to Americana. Americana. Um, Yeah, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel Powinski. Hello. And I am Eduardo Manteca. And today we will be doing something a little bit different than usual. Uh, We'll have a more of a unique podcast uh, recording. So, yeah, we are recording on a Sunday. Um, and we usually record on Thursday, so it's always nice to see you on this beautiful day, Mr. Eduardo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the kind of the unique thing about this episode is it it really is kind of a stream of consciousness episode, right? You know, usually we kind of have a topic, we study, we break down that topic for really about like two weeks. Um, kind of we always are working on one and the other at the same time. Um, so we really kind of have this time to organize the thoughts, really put it in the order we want it to be presented in. And today, we, um, because we realized that we to do this to be able to record once a week for you guys, um, we realized we had to do one. And so how we're really going to do today is it's going to be kind of a reflection from an experience that I just had um, this Friday. So it was just two days ago. Right. So again, yeah, this is just going to be kind of like a kind of like a fun dialogue of the applicable nature of these esoteric natural laws that we've been studying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, one of the things, too, as we move forward, this is going to be something we really would love to do. You know, we would love to be able to connect with you guys more, and we're going to kind of utilize the website for that. But um, putting conversations like this so on, on top of, the you know, that weekly podcast that we like, love to publish, we would love to be able to do, like, breakdowns of what's happening in our lives, breakdowns of movies, breakdowns of TV shows, music videos, songs, and like we kind of said, life experiences, um, just for the individuals that are kind of hungry for a little bit more information, you know? So it's kind of like a, this is kind of how we envision to, we see the future of this podcast and this whole, um, I guess, organization, this Know Thyself, right? So start somewhere. We got to start somewhere, right? So, um, so yeah, so not to talk any more about that and kind of move into the subject. Um, This past weekend, I celebrated the birthday of my mom. And um, as a family, we did something that I've never done before. So I don't know if you guys have one of these around you, Um, but they're these places called escape rooms. Mm -hmm. And what they are is you get in usually with like a group, you can go with your friends, your family, right? And you start off in one room and they have like several different kinds of themes and different kinds of themed rooms. And what happens is you start in this one escape room and you start in this this first room. And what you need to do is you need to kind of decipher codes, um, kind of recognize patterns, and it kind of instill some critical thinking um, with the ideas as you kind of solve these clues and solve these problems you start unlocking more doors mm. and you kind of go deeper into this escape room with the idea of trying to escape by the end. But again, yeah, it's all kind of like critical thought for like a group. We thought it was really cool. Cause it was like, it actually like instilled that critical thinking aspect. It wasn't just like, you know, just hanging out at a bar and like yelling at each other over the house music, you know, or right. anything like that. Like we were all kind of working together as a team and it was a very interesting thing. And the, 
the aspect really kind of resonated with me because it kind of, as I kind of left and was reflecting on it, not only how much fun it was, but just like the whole process of this escape room, it really kind of resonated with a lot of the stuff that we've kind of been talking about um, in this past podcast. So, you know, it was just so interesting in, in this escape room, you know, as you solve the puzzle and you obtain this necessary knowledge from the experience, you unlock doors and you kind of get deeper into this escape room, almost deeper into into like this maze. Um, and it really had me kind of reflect on, you know, our own conscious awakening and that inward journey of ourselves. And as we learn the patterns and learn the, you know, the this, this synchronicities that are happening, not only in our external world, but in our internal world, we really kind of do the same experience. Um, we kind of make our way through this maze. But you know, maze is actually probably not the right term for it. I would almost say labyrinth would be the right term when it comes to um, our journey to kind of find our internal self and our soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because a maze, you're going from, you're just trying to get from the beginning to the end, right? I mean, there can be multiple different paths to get you there. Where a labyrinth is, you're just trying to get to the center of that puzzle. You're mm-hmm. just trying to get to the center and there's only one path. Right. Right. And we know that that path is that, you know, alignment, the truth, that sovereign individuality and that self-knowledge. Right. And that's kind of what we're kind of working on. So it was just really interesting because this, um, this was a perfect allegory for the spiritual experience of us, because, you know, we are kind of in this journey where you have this like starting point and then it's almost this free will decision of, going deeper and not just kind of staying on that outside surface understanding. Um, and just the whole allegory of how you, it would unlock doors and you get deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. You know, um, because, you know, most people, um, you know, to be completely honest, most people probably get into that first room and they don't even know there's more rooms. Right. And that's kind of the spiritual progress we see with a lot of situations or, or we have the individuals that are almost like, content on staying in that room. Right. And this room is, again, is just kind of an allegory of our consciousness, you know, and this kind of like surface understanding of it. Um, you know, in that first room, it, it's limiting. It's like a square, it's that square box. So we're really starting to see like those restrictions of Saturn. So, you know, one thing we kind of see in this whole spiritual progress, and we kind of see it with our surrounding communities that, you know, Instead of actually going through those steps and graduating on to from the starting point and getting deeper into it, um, most people probably in our civilization at this point just kind of decide to like decorate the walls. You know, they just kind of try to get comfortable in this first room, like, oh no, this is experience. This is that five cent construct. This is what the real world is. And they just stay at that starting point. Um, You know, and even if like, this wall's ugly and it's stained and it can smell mold. They're just like, oh, well, you know what? If it's dirty, just let's just cover it with a TV or let's just cover it with something fancy, right? right? Some kind of design or something. Um, you know, let me just let me just fill up my box, this first box that you're in, with things. Um, you know, and instead of actually trying to maybe see if there's more than the box that actually exists, right? right? You know, and actually like making that aspect. So, you know, we, um, and how we get that aspect, um, to kind of keep searching and kind of keep going further in that labyrinth, um, is kind of like that call to action we talked about in that hero's journey, you know, um, because I really do kind of think, you know, when you kind of get into spirituality and you kind of start perceiving past the five cent 
construct, you there's kind of like two different approaches from that. One, there's that internal urge that there's got to be more, you know, and that's that was the start to a lot of people's journey. But two, sometimes that spiritual first awakening and that first like pattern recognition where another door opens um, could be by accident, right? You could have almost like a spiritual um, spiritual experience without even being prepared for it and not even going out looking for a spiritual experience. It just kind of happens to you, you know, and then there's that free will decision. And this is again, where that hero's journey kind of comes into place because you have that call to action. And then you have a lot of people who, when that door opens, there's that refusal of the call, you know, like it might've opened on accident. Maybe they, they wanted to see behind the five senses, but once it opened up to go a little deeper in that room, they kind of poked their heads in and were like, you know what? I'm good, you know, because this really kind of instills that first free will decision that we have to make that leap of faith to be like, no, I'm going deeper down here. Like if this door opened, there's probably more doors behind this, right? right? So we have that whole experience, you know, how deep does this actually go? And again, this is kind of where this free will comes into. And, um, you know, so so we take that call of the hero um, and we take that first step um, and we start that journey, you know, but a lot of individuals are just going to like see that door open, peek their heads through and just kind of close it and close it so much that they are going to convince themselves that not only did that door never open, they never actually, they're going to forget that it ever did. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also important to not forget those who have found the door, but what led them to look for the door. So I've, I've had experiences that way where people say, well, how did you figure it out? Like, no, I had to go in my own journey mad in these four walls in order to like crawl every inch or explore every inch to find the secret door to let me out. So I've had that experience multiple times with people who are like, what led you to go beyond the safety zone of this room? And for me, I told them it needed to be my own experience of just angst and like, again, just being limited to these four walls where, and again, I'm not putting anyone down what you're saying about people accidentally bumping into that wall and Mm -hmm. then the door opens and then they look out and they go, Oh, I'm good. I'm not pushing anyone in my life to be like, no, you have to go beyond this because it's your journey. But again, this is something that I think is easily forgotten by people who make it to another level is that what led them to explore that was the fact that life feels that it's reached a ceiling or Mm -hmm. they're limiting themselves. And that's been my experience. So it's an interesting um, allegory that you're bringing up right now with this experience, but go on. Yeah, no, that's perfect, man. And you know, that's so important too, how you kind of say that that first room, you really do, you have to, to get even that whole journey started. It really does take almost crawling and learning every inch of that. You really have to learn this like raw pattern and that raw pattern recognition happens. And then as you kind of start progressing through the rooms and you kind of get deeper and deeper in this labyrinth, your, your um, capacity of pattern recognition and solving part and putting new patterns into place to be able to kind of unlock more doors is kind of a skill set that kind of grows with us. So yeah, I mean, I I think that's a great, a great, another great allegory of just like, you're right. Cause we do, a lot of us spend, you know, you might spend your first 18 to 22 years in that first box, you know, especially when this is, and this, the, these boxes walls get strengthened with all the indoctrination that we have in society, you know, that public school education, that tell a vision, right? The, um, the propaganda that we're seeing, every, every aspect of, you know, this, um, 
directed plastic society on us has just dropped on us so much to almost strengthen those walls so much that again you don't even you don't even know that there is a door um because they didn't tell you there was so right. you're just like oh well they were told me there was a door and then you're like oh wait they didn't and then that opens up another door right there well, yeah know? exactly so um but yeah you know it's i think it's just really important about that free will decision and really kind of you know that pattern recognition and again this is a labyrinth so it's a, it's a journey within so again we're we're really kind of talking about that internal self-realization that we brought up um in last week and with that um you know awakening that internal savior right you know that christ consciousness that we were kind of discussing well i know that um in all the conversations we've had about um life and then coming to this conclusion where okay i'm limited to my my uh experience right now like i i feel like i need to go beyond what's been given to me we always incorporate you know obviously mystical and uh, occult meanings and what what others did to unlock other doors um that no one really knew that it even existed and i think that what's one of the things we just finished with the seven planets and talking about zodiacs i've always found it fascinating to be able to talk to you about it because obviously the zodiacs and how they relate to our personality and we've talked about that a lot just as friends but it has helped me understand what i was looking for in the first place so even if that door did open for me involuntarily or just happened by accident there is that that fear that might enter where you're like well what how do i navigate from here you know what mm-hmm. i mean like no one told me how to like really walk in the dark and i thought it was interesting that since I've known you, we've been able to talk about uh, various topics regarding um, personality traits and and what you are or what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. But along the way, um, again, learning about what ancients would, um, I guess, like discuss in order to prepare the soul for its evolution. And I think that this is a good time to sort of take a dive into those 12 zodiacs and like how that all sort of affects all of us, you know, and like what patterns we should be looking at and what patterns we've probably been missing all along. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And you know, one thing you brought up too, because we're going to move right into that next, is I think that's a perfect transition for this. Um, you know, you, you brought up a good point about, you know, when that door opens, you go step through that door, but you also reflect on how you open that door afterwards, you know? So even if mm. it did happen by accident, you have that reflection and you really start looking at the causal factors. Like, even though you might not have been consciously aware of what you were doing, there was a pattern that opened up that door, mm-hmm. right? And then when you do open up doors and you're kind of learning it, how to work these patterns and kind of how to go from, you know, living in the effect to getting into that causality, you also reflect on what's being successful in your journey, you know? So again, that... We talk about the sun because this is all about that internal salvation and kind of finding that creative energy within ourselves. But again, all the planets make themselves apparent because now we have the moon with reflection and reflecting what's been positive in this journey and what's been working against the journey, you know? Um, So I think that's that's a perfect spot, man. And when we really kind of start thinking about this this roadmap of the soul and, you know, what is this roadmap of this labyrinth of us, right? 
I think something to reflect on and start to really start seeing how these apply is kind of reviewing the seven planets that we just discussed, right? So, um, you know, again, what we kind of just finished with the seven visible planets, these are the the seven steps of the alchemical process. And that's alchemy is going to be something that we really, really start investigating. And I call these the, the 20 episodes because... I really think alchemy is going to come up a lot. We're really going to kind of look to further breaking that down. Awesome. Right, right. Because the science of the soul is so important for all of us on this self-identifying um, mission, right? Mission mm-hmm. of the stars. So um, so these seven visible planets that we just covered, these the seven steps of this alchemical process, these are the seven base archetypes of character and universal expression. Okay, so again, we're dealing with fundamentals, and what we're really kind of looking today is to see how do we take these fundamentals and put them into application and really kind of put them, help these principles serve as a guide in this journey within, Mm. okay? And that's what we're going to kind of look at. Um, And again, these seven planets, you know, they express themselves in scales. So there's always so much more information because just like how, you know, there's seven notes to... um, an octave, and then on the eighth note, you're into the new octave. It's the same thing with the understanding of these planets. And even as we kind of go forward, um, you know, we're going to really start kind of building off these, and we're going to start including Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, because those are just like the higher octave of these base planets that we kind of spoke mm. of. Um, so again, everything is always, there's never, you're never done with any of this. There's always more to go under and there's always more to get a gain a higher perspective on. So again, this, this esoteric occult information, it really is infinite and you just keep going. You kind of just keep going on that journey. Um, but we have, we have covered some of these fundamental principles of these planets, which are going to aid us in a further discussion of astrology. Um, and it's really going to help us even gain a more complete picture. And that's really what it's all about. It's about, you kind of get the puzzle pieces um, thrown at you, and then you use your light, your internal light, to kind of help look through the darkness to put these puzzle pieces back together, and you try to make a mo- as must much of a complete picture as possible. Wow, you just right? did something to my mind right there. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, man. When I heard that analogy, I thought it was so great because I do. I think the the puzzle pieces almost just get thrown at us in the yeah. darkness, and then how much we kind of create that internal light, we have a better flashlight to kind of put the pieces together and see where they fell, see how we can actually put them place back together, you know, but so many of us are just in the dark looking for pieces, and then a lot of us just grab a few pieces and those connect, and we don't even think about, you know, is there more pieces down here that could go, and you're like, now this picture's fine, right, let's right. just keep it complete as it is. So, um, yeah, it's such a such an interesting thing. So, um Again, and one way to understand these astrological archetypes or these principles of these astrological appetites is on is seeing these seven planets expressing themselves through the 12 signs of the zodiac. So we're really going to start seeing the application of these principles of these planets, these root astrological um archetypes that we've kind of been discussing with each planet. We're really going to start seeing the expression, the character um, and the manifestation of these energies in the 12 zodiac signs. Because all the zodiac signs are going to be either ruled by one planet or two planets, and you're going to see the attributes of these planets in different forms of expression right. coming through the zodiac signs. So the zodiac signs really just kind of help almost like 
further break down this information and really help in the application process and you being able to perceive these energies. So you can perceive um, planetary energies around you, and then you could also take it almost like a step further and perceive the astrological signs energies around you. So you're mm-hmm. always, again, it's all about p- pattern recognition and kind of seeing this. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're going to be kind of working through these 12 signs of the zodiac. We're going to, because we're going to learn through these 12 sides of the zodiac. So we are going to follow the path that the sun shows us. So this is why the the path of the sun is 12 months. This is why we kind of have to make our way through all 12 zodiacs. And it's it's kind of important. And, and the understanding and the embodiment of these individual is crucial in the process and journey to find oneself. So, you know, that's going to be really important in aspects of like, really kind of studying the whole. And that's kind of what we're working into. Right, right. You know? Um, well, one thing I was going to say, you know, in regards to putting astrological definitions to the side, I know that any individual you sit down and talk to, it could be a friend, it could be someone who's been through a journey, but no matter what, whether you want to understand these patterns and what they mean and how to follow the sun as we're talking in those 12 steps, it's happening regardless. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing that I just like absolutely, um, focus my attention onto. So I don't have to have a conversation about anything that someone might feel like is a conversation of woo or people like to call that woo woo or like in spiritual, um, like a spiritual box that they want to put it in or some kind of new age, no matter what every single person. And we, we covered this with the hero's journey has to go through this process. And you see it with friends I have that are close to me that, um, or were close to me. And, and it's not so much that I'm not, I'm not choosing to not be with them or hang out with them. The door is always open, you know, as far as my heart and my home. But those who have stuck around without me having to ask them uh, to go through their journey on their own, they had theirs and then compared notes with me. And yet we're astonished by how we assess those those steps and what we did to get there. And then we can still laugh at the end of the day about how we followed a direct path that led us to where we are right now. On the other hand, there are people who, again, regardless to like what you believe or what you hold your beliefs to, neglect leaving that first room we just talked about in that analogy. Um, and I just think it's interesting that like whether you want to believe in what I'm getting at is what do you want to believe in astrology or not? You can walk into a room and you'll understand all the various personalities that are all sharing a space. And pretty quickly, you'll find yourself doing these things that we all sort of do with people that we've never met or people that we do know, which is comparisons, right? Like, why is he here and why am I here? What makes that person happy and what makes me happy? And how can I attain what they'd obtain? Which is just, in my opinion, it's good to be influenced, but it's also a waste of time trying to figure out what journey they took to get to where they are. And I think that with these 12 zodiacs that we're about to go into, whether you're a new listener or you've been listening to this podcast, like, I'm really curious about like, how from here on out, do we continue to look at these patterns until, till life is over? Like you Mm -hmm. always mention how we will be rising into a new octave, but that's for me as a person, that's such a, I I don't want to call it disappointing because I'm not, I'm not, um, stalling on my journey here but it does feel like like, okay when's enough like how many rooms am i going to have to keep opening Mm -hmm. till it's and then that someone will fill in a blank and say till it's what 
till it's over like well that's the thing it will be over on your time here on earth but in the meantime like you must learn these um these patterns and these keys to like open the new door but the new door just opens to new possibilities it's not to open the door of the final door does Mm -hmm. that make sense um for some people so like ah, i guess what i'm trying to say is like i want to know what people are doing right now in order to aid themselves into the next realm Mm -hmm. and through these uh, understandings, astrological understandings, can we reach that? Can we be quicker? What I'm saying is when you walk into that room, rather than judging people with like what you have and don't have, can you look at a room and be like, these are all different people walking the same path within all the zodiacs that are, that are moving through, you know, each, each cycle. And are they flowing with it not knowing that they're flowing with it or are they very aware of it and that's what i want to know more about it's like mm-hmm. can you be aware of it and can you ha- let it help you maneuver or let it help you gain whatever it is you need to gain in order to get to the next room like is that is that something that we're yeah. aiming for right now yeah no absolutely and again the the zodiac signs are a roadmap of consciousness expression um and conscious understanding so i think that's that's totally great and you know again you brought up that really good point about um you know it, it never is over and that's how that's always been kind of explained to me is the design of the universe is it just always gets more complex so right. as you decide one pattern a more complex pattern kind of gets imposed on top and it's it's always building on top of each other um and you know one of the things is we are going to address um you know we did we spoke recently about doing that episode on reincarnation and human reincarnation and after that we are going to kind of discuss the part two to that episode is really going to be, you know, discuss what is next for the soul. And we're going to kind of look at what human reincarnation oh, thinks and what reincarnation right. thinks. Um, and that's fascinating. And again, it, it kind of comes down to the same aspect. And we'll kind of go more deep in that. Um, but that's that's a really deep conversation that we, we really want to make sure we have, like, the fundamental principles for to sure. kind of understand it, you know. But yeah, these 12 zodiacs are not going to only give you a better understanding of yourself going to give you a better understanding of others right and that's kind of what a unique thing about this is so you know again these 12 astrological archetypes are they're going to serve they're going to serve as the lessons of conscious expansion right okay so this is what the journey is all about Uh, this is why your hero's journey was in 12 steps as well okay so this is just that cycle that's always kind of restarting um just why there's 12 hours in the day Right. So, you know, again, we're going to have the rise, the high point, and then the death for the rebirth. So, again, you're always rising in a new route, you know, mm-hmm. rising in a new octave, climbing it, climbing it, climbing it, and then you die to enter the one that's above it. And that just kind of keeps going. So, yes, that is a forever journey that we're always kind of working on. And it's that ladder to heaven. And we'll kind of get there and kind of discuss, you know, how the East sees kind of how that ladder to heaven is kind of finalized and what comes next. And we're going to look at how the West describes that ladder to heaven and kind of what comes next. Um, and again, the beautiful thing about these is whatever you want to believe, whatever resonates with you, it really, really doesn't matter because the end game is the same of what right. you have to do. And that's character development. That's, you know, self-study and the knowledge of the self um, and alignment to the truth, which is so important. So, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of be kind of what we're going to kind of be looking at. Um, and so kind of how, how these astrological signs work is, 
these are almost like the 12 different slices of completion of yourself. Okay, so what we're going to kind of do today is we're going to almost like take a like a mental exercise right now. So let's imagine like an just a empty circle, like an empty circle of good size, right? Um, now we're going to break up that circle into 12 different parts. Okay, so we're going to kind of do like six equal lines. So it's almost like a it's almost like a pizza. It's like a pizza you cut six times and now there's 12 equal slices, right? Or like a cake or any kind of rounded food. Um, But also if you study um, Western um, astrology, this is what a Western astrological chart looks like. It's it's a circle, mm-hmm. okay, with 12 parts. Um, and what we're going to be dealing with is like 12 equal parts. It's depending on what kind of astrology you do. Sometimes those um, the houses are bigger or smaller. But we're going to kind of study this today as 12 equal parts, okay? Now, so we have this in our mind, kind of like holding it in our mind's eye. We have this circle with 12 equal parts. And now what I want you to do is imagine that there's just uh, uh, you know, a great number of little squares that make up it within these kind of slices that kind of make up the circle. Okay. So the entire thing is filled with these little squares. And again, this is just a mind's exercise. This mm-hmm. isn't actually what it looks like. Um, but this is how we're going to kind of detail it for this. Um, that's that we're going to almost denote it as such. Okay. So remember, they're not really squares, but for this presentation, let's denote them as such. Now, these squares go all over. So if there's, say we're at like a line between mm-hmm. two of these halves, the square can go over into the other one. So there can be ones that squares are actually almost like sharing lines. So what they're actually going to represent is they're almost going to be a square in both of the of those slices, okay. if that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, so say if that line that kind of separates Aquarius and Pisces Aquarius and Pisces are going to actually be sharing squares along okay. that line. Okay. okay? Um, so now, yeah, you're talking about like zodiacs that are sharing their energy. Yeah. In, so once you get one. when how the zodiac kind of works is that energy. Um, when you kind of get to those midpoints where there's like that cross section, okay. there's similar energy from both of them. Got so it. like the full expression is right in the middle of the houses, and we'll kind of get into that, but you're going to have resonating energy. It's just kind of like when you're playing the drums mm-hmm. and you're hitting the snare and the cymbal starts to ride from the vibration. That's what it's kind of like when you're moving from one astrological sign to the next. Right. It's almost that vibration that you hit from one zodiac is like starting to wake up the other the one. Other okay? one. Okay. So again, so these squares are going to be kind of covered out the entire time. Okay. And let's just imagine that all these squares are dark and they're black at this point. Okay. So now when you were born... And the moment you take your first breath, mm-hmm. our birth chart fills out the soul's experience to that point. Okay. So once you take your first breath, what's going to happen is certain parts of that that circle are going to light up and we're going to have this like almost like um, it's almost going to be like the energy we come into this consciousness with. Okay. Okay. Um, so our birth chart fills out our soul's experience to this point. And again, we're going to go deeper into this idea of what the soul's experience was before coming self-conscious in this, uh, in this future episode where we're going to discuss reincarnation. But, um, but either way, when you come out and we're, we will get back to it because it's, it's just an amazing conversation. And I'm really excited to hear your guys insight about the soul's experience before self-consciousness. But either way, when you, um, when you come in, um, and you take your first breath, 
there's certain astrological archetypes that you're familiar with, and there's going to be certain astrological archetypes that you're not as familiar with. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So how this is going to work is the squares are going to light up in some places, and they're going to be dimmed in others. Right. Okay? Now, when we're kind of perceiving this, the lighting up is going to start from the outside, and it's going to make its way in. Okay? So... So what we're going to see light up initially is your your sun sign is going to probably have a lot of stuff kind of lit up, your moon sign, you know, your strong placements. But say that there's um, a zodiac sign that you don't have any planets in, right? You don't have a lot of expression coming out of there. They're not going to be as lit up. Okay, so you you kind of come in to consciousness with like this base model of consciousness of kind of the astrological energies um, and archetypes that you can perceive easier and are going to shine through you right. and you are going to actually embody. Um, and almost like these are going to be kind of the waves that you initially collapse. Okay. Um, is that making sense? Yeah. yeah okay. So great. So, so again, we start from the outside in. So these, these lights are going to be lighting up from the outside and they're going to be making their way inward right now. So as the, so as you kind of, start making your way through these astrological signs and you kind of will probably start in your sun and your moon as you start going through these escape rooms and as you start unlocking doors you start lighting up more lights okay so as you kind of say your say your sun is in leo right and as you're starting to learn a little bit more about this Leo energy and seeing how you embody it and how you see it in other people and you're starting to recognize these patterns and you're starting to see how these waves collapse the lights leading towards the center are going to start to light up. It's mm -hmm. almost like you're going from one room deeper into that escape room. You're making your way into that labyrinth, right? You're making your way to that puzzle. You're getting closer to the alignment of truth. You're getting closer to that self-understanding, mm -hmm. okay? And one aspect is, is as you start progressing and you start making yourself closer, those, those lights start instead of just one light, one little square turning on, they almost start coming in networks. So as you get closer and closer to the center, because you're closer to that internal salvation, that internal um, creative energy of right. the universe, it actually starts lighting them up into networks. So instead of lighting up one light, now you light up not only one light, but the two lights around it. And then as you get closer, you're lighting up five lights, and then you're lighting up seven lights, right? And you're making yourself closer. Now, you're going to go through that with all the different astrological aspects that are there, so the 12 signs. So what your goal is to do is to not only uncover you know, those first three um, like your sun, your moon, and your rising, which is kind of like our most prominent ones. But it's just as important to understand and be able to perceive the astrological energies that you are not as familiar with, okay? So you you do almost start on the ground level at some of those, right? So you have to start just, your first thing is you're just going to maybe light up the first one on the, the farthest outside corner, right? Mm -hmm. And then you start learning about that astrology sign, start learning how to embody its characteristics, start learning how to perceive it in your environment, really just kind of getting to know this shadow self of you, this dark side that you don't really perceive as well and isn't as apparent to your consciousness. Right. And now you're going to start embodying that with you as well. And what's going to happen is even though you started way behind on those, as you start making those critical decisions, as you start putting those free will decisions to learn about these archetypes that you you don't perceive as easily, mm -hmm. they quickly catch up. Like you could, you can almost move 
those astrological signs, like it might, they might be slow to the race, but they can almost catch up very quickly. And then you're starting to pull in. So what you're going to really start seeing is to get that path to actually uncover that labyrinth and how you actually make your way to that center as you start uncovering all 12 of them at the same time. And then what happens when you start kind of bringing them all together and we start talking about the networks, all of a sudden those networks all start connecting and they start going now across those lines and they're you're really starting to grow and you're really starting to collapse that wave. And so again, you use your sun sign, you use your moon sign, but you also lose the signs that you don't have as much energy in and that's kind of pulling everything through. And as you make one decision, you pull that magnetic pull to that center comes even stronger and all those other the other 11... Um, slices, you wow. can say. So you're always kind of trying to bring yourself inward, right? Right. You're trying to get to that self-creative energy. And again, this is through free will decisions. This is through pattern recognition. This is the ability for moving from living in the effect to going to these causal factors. So it's it's really everything that we've kind of been discussing. Um, but you really are, you're trying to kind of, you're you're kind of going deeper and you're uncovering yourself so you can almost start unpacking these networks. So you're really kind of like lighting up your zodiac, you're creating light where there was darkness, okay? You're embracing that shadow self, that side of the zodiac that you don't come in with a lot of awareness of. And not only are you embracing it, but you're you're cleaning it, you're taking it through this transmuting process, and you're really trying to embody this shadow self into the betterment of your character and the betterment of your awareness on this journey to find yourself. Because again, right. you're just trying to get to that home. You're trying to get to that center consciousness, right? That Christ consciousness that we're kind of going for. And again, when you look at the astrological sigil of the sun, it's that dot surrounded by the circle. So this is exactly what it's saying. It's saying you have to make your way from that Saturn the rings of Saturn, and you have to go inward to find your internal light. Right. And that's what this process is talking about. So this really is a blueprint of how to discover ourselves fully. Um, because again, if if there's darkness we and there's signs of the zodiac that we don't see, that's what we fear, right? Like that's when we look at ancient civilizations, you know, they would talk about these monsters at night because they couldn't see at night. But then if they had the light to see it, all of a sudden you're not, you, you're not afraid as much anymore, right? Fear always kind of gives us like, you need to pay attention to this, right? You don't run away from it. So <laughs> we fear what we cannot see. So we conquer this fear by bringing light to the situation, by uncovering and unpacking the astrological archetypes and those energies of the 12 pieces of the zodiac mm. not just you know not just our sun sign not just our moon sign you know we don't just learn about libras because we're attractive to libra individuals right we have to learn about the whole zodiac because that's what the whole story is so so you want to light up that whole zodiac so you have a true complete reflection of your true higher self mm -hmm. you want to be able to look at that mirror and see yourself clearly not just through three of these slices right, right. you want to make that entire thing reflective to where you can really see your true self and your true self shines through. Right. There's no darkness holding back that true self from shining through. So you really want to connect with that internal light and that internal internal savior. Um, so it's really important that we learn all 12 signs. Okay. So this is why, again, it's the 12 labors of Hercules. Hercules didn't just have the three labors, which was his sun, his moon, and his rising, right? right? He had to go through the entire zodiac and transcend it. And what happens when you get done with the zodiac? You start it right start back over, over but yeah. you're in a new octave, right? So again, this process is continual. Even when you light up your entire zodiac and you get to that Christ consciousness, that just raises you up again, and you still keep going, right? You know, this is endless consciousness is just think about everything we don't know. 
right? We are a drop. When it comes to the knowledge we know, we are a drop in the ocean. So you're always trying to gain more understanding, gain more awareness. And that's what this whole thing is about. So again, you know, we are just following the journey of the sun because again, the sun story is our story. Journeying through the 12 months of the year, the 12 hours of the day, right? This is why all these analogies are so put in front of us, right? This is again, why you have 12, 12 grades in public education in the West, right? This is why you have a 12 step program if you're an alcoholic anonymous, right? Cause it's, it's the journey to, it's like completion, right? And it's, you know, moving on from the other. So, um, you know, again, the sun travels through all the 12 months of the year. So, you know, even where it shines like high in Leo and where it dies and rises again, you really have to be able to be aware of these astrological energies and really kind of see that in yourself as well. And to see that not only are there's those things where that astrological energy is going to shine through, but there's also going to be aspects that of your astrological energy that you have to be killed and reborn. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to kind of go through that process. And again, this, this energy of the sun is really, really trying to give us this understanding. So, um, and you, again, you're going to have this astrological energy that you shine through and it shines through you easier and you embody it easier. Um, and there's also going to be astrological um, energy that you're going to perceive easier. Okay. But there's going to be some that you're really going to have to almost train your lenses to, to be able to cipher and be like, oh, that's Pisces energy. Cause maybe Pisces isn't very um, dominant in your chart at birth. But again, you fill up that path. It's your own free will decision of like, well, do you want to keep that Pisces energy in the dark or do you kind of want to understand what that is, you know? So then you make those free will decisions to start, you know, recognizing these aspects and being again, pattern recognition and actually seeing where these patterns are collapsing. So, um, yeah. What's yeah. up my guy? Well, it's just like, so again, what I'm trying to do here is while learning about ourselves on this journey and experiencing whatever we're experiencing in order to gain a better understanding of ourselves, but also of others, I've realized that what you're saying, what seems relatable to me is, say someone isn't leaning towards the knowledge of astrological meanings within the 12 zodiacs. But one thing you can hear people say, say they're not into that yet, but one thing they'll say is, I took the the path that was least taken and it changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like that very... Uh, famous uh, poem, but what I was going to say in regards to that is most people, and I know that they, you can muddle this so much with all this, we'll break, we'll break down a lot of the motivational speakers that exist out there and why they use a lot of the same things we're talking about right now as far as the principles that we're bringing up. One thing you'll find out is people will lean on to yes men, but really what a yes man sometimes is, is just going all in and surrounding himself with all the indifferences of his own personality. So a lot of people will take a deep dive into something that they are comfortable with. So if you take the dial back to like Zodiacs, you go into your sun sign, you're like, I'm gonna put all my chips on this because I know that these people are like me, we're all like-minded. All these other aspects are people that I don't relate to. Like I'm kind of just gonna stay away from because why have conflict when I can have like an easy path. But when you meet people who succeed again, whatever that word means to, to whoever is listening, but really like are able to elevate themselves. They're constantly letting themselves be surrounded by all the indifferences that um, are out there all at once. And that's what we've called a yes opportunity. Cause you're like, Oh, I normally wouldn't do this. And normally I wouldn't take these classes or normally I wouldn't take this path or normally I wouldn't do this difficult task. But when I did that, all these other things lit up all at once 
And it, it just brought me to where I am. Kind of what you're saying about like all the squares lighting up within the network. You know what I mean? So I think it's interesting that you're you know, with or without understanding these Zodiac uh, um, like attributes. Um, it's always important to like go as far as you can to the places that are the most uncomfortable because on your return, you'll like not fear a thing mm-hmm. on the way back to, you, to, to your center self. You're like, yeah. no, like I had to like interact with those other traits that i was not sure of um so i really like what you're saying just because like i feel like that's where i am right now in my life is i've met a lot of people who um what made them who they are or what has allowed them to rise into the new octave was that they had to go and be a part of all 12 you know expressions at once you know what i mean um which is it's very hard to do i mean at least if the opportunity doesn't you know, present itself, which it won't always, you have to go out and look for it yourself. And that's, that's hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Like, you know, I think you said it like best when you were kind of breaking that down, we, we fear what we don't understand, Right. you know? So like pushing yourself to, you know, face your fears and look into that is going to just be such a impact on like what creates your completeness and your whole character, you know? So yeah, man, I, I I love that idea. And you know, that idea too, that this is a cycle. So there's always that death and that rebirth, you know, and in that aspect that you're shining the highest, you know, which is like what was represented in summertime. And again, like when we look at the sun's journey, we don't just study the sun in the summer when it's like at its grand expression, right? When it's when it's in that Leo energy and it's that lion with the huge mane, like we also look at its birth in Aries and it's death in Capricorn. Right. You know what I mean? And we see that whole, whole process and we see the cycle of life and death. And we see that we are also going through that cycle, you know? Um, again, it's this, that door to the internal savior. Um, there's that one path and it's the alignment, the truth, and it's knowing thyself. And again, the Zodiac really gives you a roadmap of, you know, not only what's going to come a little bit easier for you to perceive, but also what you need to work on. But at the end of the day, there's 12 keys yeah. to get into that internal realm. And that's those 12 zodiacs. And that's those 12 universal energies. Um, again, and that what that self-realization is going to be is it's going to be another rebirth. You know, when, once you get to that thing, that's, that's the death of your old self and the birth of even your higher self. Okay, this is why... And again, we'll, we'll do a whole breakdown. And I, I hate to be like, oh, like this is a spoil alert. But if you ever watch the movie, A 2001 Space Odyssey, this is why the last scene is so confusing to people because the main character that you're following pretty much the last two thirds of the movie appears as a baby. Right. And people are like, what the hell was that about? I mean, I know the first time I saw it, I was just like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. You know what I mean? When I was a kid. Um, and then when I went back and learned the alchemical process and then Stephanie was this people were like, Oh, you should check out Stanley Kubrick. He was like, an, he was a really accomplished right. alchemist. And then you go back and watch that movie and it's just like a huge mind grenade, that entire experience. Um, but again, you need to understand the pattern to be able to see the pattern that's being presented to you. But that movie is such a, it unlocks so much information internally mm-hmm. inside you that you just like, it just like stays in your subconscious after you really, really start perceiving it. And even if not, even if that movie made no sense to you, you still know like the music or you know the scenes from it. Um, even if you haven't seen it, like you've just seen it in clips of other movies and people Absolutely. making references to it, right? Well, tapping into the source of, of knowledge that is occulted or hidden already within our like cellular yeah. structure is something that like tickles you for a lifetime. And I feel that way about like even the... 
the the alchemist the book yeah by Paul, yeah. paolo coelho i know a lot of people will read it and it's funny the the same reactions will occur as people will read it and then they'll tell you oh i read it again and then oh it's my favorite book and right. then eventually people kind of come off that and they go okay wait there's way more out there right that sort of speaks the same truth to my soul but to open up that first door as we brought the analogy or the allegory of your experience with the um escape room or these riddles is like you have to see that first and right. like i feel like that book does a really good job of kind of just being like here you go and people mm-hmm. are like oh i figured out the puzzle they're like right. this is great yeah. and then they're like whoa it's just the beginning and right. people are like oh oh yeah it is. you know what i mean like it's that first key yeah learning exactly the first key yeah, yeah. no absolutely man it's it is kind of it is fascinating how that that whole aspect works and just kind of you know that whole journey back home and that's really what that Christ consciousness is and that's what we're all doing and again you know it just all reflects back to that idea that we do have this magnetic pull to kind of go inward and this is again where they they promote social media and they promote so much technology and they promote everything outside of ourselves right and they're always trying to keep us outside of ourselves because they are terrified if we actually go internal and actually do the work we're supposed to do because they know this is the work we're supposed to do and they know we're getting almost karmically punished by ignoring that. And even though they're kind of causing that distraction, universal consciousness was like, I don't care who was distracting you. Like, why did you forget about that pearl? Like, you know, like you're, you're my son, you're Mm -hmm. my daughter. Like you're a King. Like, why did you forget that? Who, who did you like, who told you you weren't a King? And they're like, Oh, like this teacher. And they're like, was she a King queen? And you're like, no, she like would drink like a, bladder buster and eat like a Mr. Good bar, like every class period and just yelled at us. He's like, why'd you listen to her? You yeah. know, like what happened in this aspect, you know? So again, you know, this, this journey of our journey to the stars, it doesn't require a spaceship. It just requires us to close our eyes and actually go within and actually start seeing, you know, perceiving this roadmap of your birth chart and seeing like what free will decisions, what do I have to change about my thoughts and my emotions and my actions to where I can start lighting up more aspects of this. Right. And then that's again, what enlightenment is all about. Right. right? So perfect. Perfect. That's a good way to, to, to wrap that up because I I do think that we will explain more of the astrological or the zodiacs. um, I should say like, their internal meanings and like i know that you're gonna we're gonna do a whole episode on why it is that people only want to lean onto their sun sign mm-hmm. um sometimes that's where people stop and then that that's their knowledge of astrology or at least like what they read about right. themselves but i'm very very curious and i hope i made sense what i was talking about the whole like the yes men things what i'm saying is that when you find someone who's like super lit up and super excited in my opinion they just interacted with every um just every non-comfort comfortable aspect of their experience so like their experience led them to travel to a place they'd never been to meet people they never thought they would meet do things they never thought they would do and then they come back and they're now a completely different person and so i really i'm curious in in the future to learn um more about how to do that without having to take maybe that deep of a step or go to a seminar where you're like all right now i'm a yes man it's like you didn't have to go that far to to unlock this but one thing that I know we've been talking about a lot is it's not just about unlocking it, but it's also learning how to ride it. Mm. And we've talked about this with the analogy of the wave. Mm. And it's, it's, it's very amazing how such a powerful 
body of water can swallow you up, spit you back out and just destroy you. Or, or you can just like kind of flow with the right timing of everything before you know it, you ride this wave, you know, and for those who surf, you know, kudos to you for knowing how to like really keep on to that timing, you know, but, uh, for other, uh, uh, like there's others that are sitting there watching the waves collapse and they're waiting for their time to get on and, and ride it. And, and I know that that, that's everyone's personal journey, but yeah, I kind of want to like talk more about that. Um, we've had these conversations about waves and like the wipeout and yeah. Yeah. No. Oh man. You know, and that's so funny. Cause I feel like we've had some really like some amazing spirituality discussions that have always kind of went around the waves. And again, like anytime we would travel to California with each other, like I always, there's always like these vivid times where I could just like, dude, you ride the wave, by the way, Daniel can ride waves. It's pretty amazing. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm struggling. I'm sinking like a bag of rocks and I'm just like, I don't know. I can't catch the right one. I look over and the only person who's like, woo. And I'm just like, dude, he's still going. It's just like (laughs) Daniel. uh, So funny, man. So funny. But yeah, I mean, we, we do love the ocean. We love California. And uh, yeah, you know, we've always had those moments where we're like sitting on the beach together and we're just kind of reflecting on, you know, the waves crashing and just how much, again, that's an allegory. And again, there's so many allegories in our life from this, you know, from my mom's birthday party to, you know, the 75% of the stuff that covers this world, which is our oceans. And, you know, there's, there's so many messages that kind of come from them. And we really probably will go on a much deeper conversation about the ocean and the waves and the collapsing of waves. But in regards to almost like astrology and these astrological signatures that we're now starting to discuss um this is this is like a perfect time to kind of associate them with the waves because as we learn more about ourselves and we learn more about this zodiac the 12 signs of the zodiac and then the seven planetary energies of the seven planets those visible planets we were speaking of we we not only get a chance to perceive these energies in our present moment and where we've seen them in the past, but we can actually start to begin to see what energies are on the horizon. Mm. Okay. And then this cool. is going to be really, really important. It's almost called what you call astrological forecasting. Okay. So once you really get a good understanding of these energies and you can start seeing them in your everyday life, you can start seeing these zodiac signs in your friends, your loved ones, and even strangers. And you can actually start perceiving these energies. You can see the planetary energies and the events that happen in your life. Right. Um, you can now kind of start, as you really start learning about them and you kind of start studying your birth chart, you can actually start looking at what are the potential energies that are coming in the future? And this is really important. Now, it's never going to be predestined, like, oh, this event is going to happen. But it's going to tell you, like, hey, you know, your Mars energy is going to be in a really good spot. Like, it's going to be paired really nice in Sagittarius. Jupiter is giving it good support over there. Like, now would be a good time to put some, like, happy energy about getting discipline and your the universe is almost going to support you like this is the wave that's being presented you have a better understanding of almost how to ride that wave right um so when we when we kind of as we kind of go see what happens we really start to see the energy that's almost on the horizon so we almost gain an understanding so we go from again moving from living in the effect to perceiving the cause and that's kind of what how we kind of look at waves in comparison with these astrological energies because it again it's this it's this astrological forecast is a great way for us to better understand our thoughts and our emotions 
at the moment and also the potential energy that's going to have an effect on our thoughts and our emotions in the future. So we're learning to almost see the waves as they create form. Um, and again, this is why that I love that analogy of surfing um, and learning how to r- ride a wave, right? And being comfortable on the wave. And again, every wave is going to carry all 12 astrological energies and the seven planetary energies, mm. but it depends on in what ratio and what expression. You know, is it going to be like a really aggressive, discordant Mars energy that you really are going to have to be critical because it's going to be really dangerous and you just want to stay on your board. You just don't want to fall off. Or is it going to be like this great Sagittarius Taurus energy where you're going to be more longboard and, and you're just going to be cruising. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. So it's a, it kind of gives you idea of like the tools that you kind of want to have as well. Um, and again, so it's going to really kind of embody those defic, the different energies and the characteristics of this wave. Um, and this also is going to help us with kind of perceiving what thoughts do we actually ride? You know, when you first start surfing, when you first start getting in the water, you kind of just deal with like whatever waves coming close to you. And you're not really like looking at the wave that's going to cause um, the most covering of ground, right? You're just like, oh, you just want to stand up on your board. Um, and this almost kind of talks about just like the constant train of thoughts that we have even in our brain. Remember when we were talking about that meditation episode, it's not so much the idea that you shut down your eye to thoughts, you want to actually just find that bigger thought that you actually want to see from right. a further distance away. Um, and this is what big ideas are. Okay, so this is again when you kind of study this astrological energy because you can you know when there's going to be these big moments in astrological time and you can almost perceive that there's going to be this huge creation of energy and you want to right. you almost want to like get prepared to ride that wave and to get a highest perspective on that this is almost what like when we were talking about astrotheology and the idea that there's always new prophets and these expansion of consciousness, these are just like tsunami waves. And what they do is if you don't see this wave coming and learn what it's trying to do and like grain it to the highest perspective, it's going to destroy the status quo because that's what it's here for. It's destroy the old to make way for the new. And that's what these conscious ideas are about. And this is really what those prophets are really talking about. And again, this is like when, why is there so many individuals right now talking about esoteric and occult practices? It's not because we're all a single, like on our own waves. No, we're all on that same wave together. So like, again, the information we're presenting, we know not to, it's not our information. We perceive that we are riding the wave of this information. Right? Right. We are the surfer on this wave. Like We are part of that ocean because we're all part of one thing, but we also see the separateness of it. And we don't confuse ourselves for the wave and be like, you know, that's why occult, esoteric, like real wizards in the past, like nobody's ever full of themselves. Like the sorcerer is full of himself. The, the social engineer is full of themselves because they manipulate this power for their own good. But the true white magician knows that they are just fully humbled, humbled by this information because they know that, they can perceive the difference between the surfer and the wave. They don't see themselves as the wave, right. you know, um, in the aspect that they're writing it in. You know, again, universal consciousness, when you get down to the molecular level, we are all one for sure. Um, but you have to kind of see that energy and perceive that energy. So again, the wave makes us such a good point. And then again, I love how the wave kind of brings up, because when we were talking about like, you know, as you get closer to that center of the zodiac and more lights are kind of lighting up again it, it kind of mimics the crashing of a wave because right. think about if we have a wave crashes 
you can almost, as you start lighting up more of those energies, you almost ride it like a wave and you cover more ground and you light up more space. And again, I think that's a great way to kind of, a great way to kind of look at the spiritual significance of surfing and how you do, you ride that wave all the way out and you, you adjust to the character of that wave. You know, sometimes you can get like deep inside it and you're in like the tube of the wave and you're like barely surviving. And sometimes you're just cruising, you know, and there's, there's all the different life tribulations that kind of come up with you. But I just, I definitely think the Hawaiian surfers, what made them go out into those waves and really invent that? Cause it was, it's a spiritual experience. And even when you talk to most surfers today, like even if they're just like California, like what you call them, we call them surf bums. It's not a bad thing, but it's just like, they live to surf. They do have um, a very spiritual connection to that process a little bit further than like, I would say like a skateboarder or a rollerblader. Cause that's, again, you're kind of like playing man's things on a man creation. Like you're, you know, you skate part, you skate at a, a school or you skate at a skate park, right? It's all created by Saturn. So it's a Saturn event happening in a Saturn event. And we're surfing. You're really just taking this board, which is a creation of, you know, humans, but you're, you're tapping into all this, um, occult, um, energy, planetary energy that transcends just Saturn. It's not just a play of Saturn on top of Saturn. There's so much being at play there. Does that make sense? No, it does. Um, and I'm not saying that that every surfer is like that. And I just kind of feel like the culture of that, of that is that. And even when you look at like surf music, like it's very, it's very peaceful. It's very like Zen-like um, where like skateboarding is going to be kind of like fast punk rock. BMXing is going to be like almost like heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think those trends have kind of stopped. I'm, we're kind of old farts now, so I don't know what's cool. Yeah. But, um, but at, at one time I kind of knew what was cool. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been, uh, I've been climbing for almost a decade and climbing has been very much the same as, as people that I've talked to in surfing in the sense that you're humbled and you're reminded why you are in the place that you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Like I'm by no means a um, thrill seeker, but what I always liked about climbing uh, here in Arizona, we have an abundance of it and an abundance of, of natural resources. Um, So when we go to these places, you're reminded of where you came from, why you're here and how quickly it can all end. And right. that's something that always hits the reset button for whatever is coming next. So anytime that I would, you know, like in, in the in the height of like my climbing days, it would be climbing Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday through Friday, uh, I would be in geriatrics, literally talking to people dying uh, or on their deathbed. And man, I could never let a smile fade away from my face because it wasn't that I was you know, struck by tragedy with the people that were passing on, but I was just constantly reminded by the universe, like you're just here for a moment and there's something that needs to be experienced and needs to be understood and also needs to be shared with those who haven't like opened their eyes fully to that. And it doesn't mean that I was anything, I was no more aware than others, but I just felt it in my heart. Like a surfer I've talked to before, it's like, well, once I'm in the water, nothing else really interrupts. Once I'm on that uh, very high wall, or, you know, within like nature, just exploring or mountaineering, I'm constantly reminded of like, oh yeah, this like experience is, is going to continue on without me. And my physical experience here is very limited, very short. So it's good to just have that understanding of like what to do while you're here and how to do it right. And I feel like that analogy of the wave that you're talking about is, is brilliant. I think it's good to, to kind of like bring that up. I think it's a relatable 
um, theme. Yeah, no, man, I, I think it totally folds everything together. And again, you know, when we you start kind of connecting this golden thread of these esoteric occult information, you kind of see that everything is connected. And oh, yeah. That's what's amazing about the subject, you know? Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I have much more to add to, to today's um, sort of personal experience that you had. I think I can, like, pick your brain all day long about, like, right. what, what the meaning behind it uh, is. But I know that, like, again, we talk about this every time that we do our podcast, and we'll always sort of give you a little bit more of a, an insight as, as this is unfolding for us in real time, um, is that it's not just about the conversations of philosophy and an understanding of uh, occult or mystical or schools of mystery or anything else you want to fill in the blank with. It's more about here's the understanding, here's the application, and then once in a while you're going to have Dale and I just talk about us as just basic humans walking through life, um, what we've experienced and how we've experienced it. And I think it's really important that we let our audience know that, you know, podcasts, whatever you want to define a podcast by, um, is just, to me, an opportunity to let you sit in on a conversation Dale and I would have normally with or without you. And we're right. just glad you're with us. Yeah, that's, absolutely. It's, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, you know, if I could have you guys sit down with me in my morning coffee uh, every day, I, uh, I've been told by people like, you should just do a podcast of you just having coffee in the morning because like whatever. But it's just my brain firing a million miles an hour. I mean, I've been doing this since I was a little kid. You can ask my grandparents and you can ask my mom. I don't shut up. I always talk. But I talk because I, I like to be able to be vulnerable and let people know the experience that I'm having is one that I hope you're having. And if we're having it together, like how can we aid our each other right. in like this crazy place that we're trying to navigate, especially now. So um, anyways, I love having these conversations with you. I know that they're not, um, they're not in just like, they're not planted into one direction, but they're in many directions. And I hope people can kind of gain something from, from this conversation that we just had. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it's it's doubly similar. I mean, I love having these conversations too, and I think it's it's just so important. And again, we, we really do want to build a community where we have more of a connected thing, so it's more of a two-way stream in conversations because, again, the questions you guys send in, the insight that you guys share um, through the emails and Instagram, it's just – it's amazing, and it's just – it makes – it's it's just such a great experience so we really help to create this community and make this happen and like we should have a coffee morning show with you on it i would love to start my day <laughs> no i think one thing we should tell our listeners is one thing that daniel uh had a really good idea about that we've talked about in the past but we're gonna work this out to where we can make it a little more fluid is we want to give uh, you the listener an opportunity to not just send questions and, and let them be answered by mail or by email i should say or or um, a short message on our website, but maybe at least like take a number of your questions, format them into a sort of uh, questionnaire mm -hmm. out loud and answer them in real time. I mean, it might not be live, but for an episode, I think it'd be great to be like, hey, you know, like some a mailbag episode. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, okay, what is, you know, Johnny from uh, Australia want to say? And just sort of like, have the question read out loud and then sort of answer it from our point of view, if you care to know from our point of view, but I, I'd be happy to just, you know, 
Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, yeah, no, I think that would that would be great. So many amazing, beautiful things on the agenda. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, um, I will be out of town, so we will be doing another episode here shortly, and we'll make sure that everything gets right in alignment with those Friday episodes that we we put out, and uh, we appreciate you um, understanding, and we can't wait to get back to it. Can't wait. Yeah. That being said, uh, until next time. Until next time. Cool, man.